In space, atoms combine themselves to create matter. For years, scientists have theorized that it is possible to camouflage atoms within themselves to achieve invisibility. Feast your eyes on a miracle. These theories have now become realities. Everybody thinks Kevin Dornwinkle is strange. His mother thought so. You're grounded for a year. So do his students. Is this guy for real? I'd be willing to do anything for a day. Even his colleagues think he's wacky. And I laughed at me! At me! But ask Kevin Dornwinkle what he thinks is weird. With this injection begins my erection. Welcome to Definitely First Blood. My name is Mitch. And I'm Christopher, and we are a horror movie podcast where we talk about the good, the bad, the campy, weird, and obscure horror movies from the 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s, and sometimes today. From shot on video slashers to erotic thrillers and invisible sex pests. Dot com. Hi. Hi. I'm very sick, so I'm sorry. Yeah, Mitch is sick. I'm getting a little sick, so if it's, we have it's the sick episode, where scritchy, we're sick. scratchy voices, that's Nasal. that's why. We were actually going to do the episode last week, but then when it came time to watch the movie and take the notes, we were both kind of like, I don't feel like watching the movie or taking the notes, yeah. so we didn't. But here we are now. Here we are now. A week later, and boy oh boy, what a movie! Have you read any books? I have not read any books. Oh. Or listened to any books. Well, shit. I know. I don't. I have nothing to bring to the table I'm today. sure we watch movies, but I genuinely cannot remember any that we've watched. No, we've been watching a lot of true crime TV shows. Yes. Where it's like, hey, this is the event and person that Things ruined my that entire life. Things that have like life. a million episodes. Yes. Endless stream of uh, palpable, palpable? Palatable content. Oh, Yes. About the worst people in the world. Yeah. Well, the worst people in America. Yeah. 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 And boy, you you guys got some crazy stuff go- oh, going yuck. on there, yeah. eh? Yeah. So <laughs> I'll do my best to edit out any cops, but I can make absolutely zero guarantees or promises because it might be too difficult sometimes. I believe it. So this movie, eh? It sucked. I hated it. Uh, yeah. Neither of us liked it. I uh, do just want to do like 
probably a disclaimer at the beginning. Oh yeah. This is a movie that is basically sexual assault the movie. Yes. Um so gleefully when so. When we're talking about it lightly, we're not talking about it lightly. We're talking about it in terms of like this terrible movie. Context of the movie. Yeah. Um The Invisible Maniac from nineteen ninety. It is kind of like perfect for Easter because it's basically like a retelling of the Bible, right? Uh, he like, gets locked in a cave yeah, for like a bunch of years. Jesus drank the wine that made him invisible so he could spy on Mary Magdalene in the shower or whatever. And then he uh, shot that guy's head off. That's how the Bible goes, right? Uh, I think I read a different, maybe the children's version that I have been reading and rereading is a little bit more. Oh, down. okay. Got yeah. it. We're also combating uh, floor dogs today, too. Yes. So going to be interesting to see uh, how much we'll make it in two the episode it's gonna be two hours of recording for a 45 minute long episode yeah exactly uh yeah invisible maniac i guess this was based on a comic book which is interesting Mm. it is directed by adam rifkin who also did psycho cop returns which we haven't done but we did the first one the chase detroit rock city Mm. and the 2017 a24 drama the last movie star with starring burt reynolds okay it is written by matt devlin who also appears as officer o'malley uh milo minara who wrote the comic book upon which this is based with story by uh tony marks who did bikini island which has been on our list since we were suggested it god probably two or three years ago now do the bikinis kill people i think they do or the island so it's written, or sorry, I just said it's written by Matt Devlin. So it actually stars Savannah as Vicky, and she is an infamous porn star. Uh, she like dated Jean Jeannie Fine from Hacko Lantern. She dated Polly Shore, um, and she unfortunately is most famous, I guess, for committing suicide after she was in a car accident that left her disfigured. Oh. Um, oh. Jesus. Melissa Moore as Bunny. Oh my god, there's our Easter connection that I just put together. Uh-huh. Bunny. Easter oh, Bunny. Easter Bunny. Wow, we made it work. We did. Eventually, kind of. So we've talked about um Melissa Moore previously because she was in Sorority House Massacre 2. She still acts and models quite a bit. Uh, she's a champion equestrian. Ooh. So I believe in Sorority House Massacre, I may have referred to her as an ardent Trump supporter, which I might walk back a little bit on at least. She has multiple photos uh, and seems to be like good pals with Carson Kressley and Scarlet Envy from Drag Race. Okay. However, circa 2015, she does still have a photo uh, with him in which she calls him very smart and urges people to vote for him. So, question mark. Uh, Stephanie Blake as Mrs. Cello. She is the singing nurse in Ferris Bueller and two-time Miss Exotic World 1997 and 1998. Noel Peters as Kevin Dornwinkle. Apparently, uh, he's in the Brandy Cinderella in some way. Uh. Clement von Frankenstein as Dr. Mark Waters. He's an incredibly prolific actor. He's in Time After Time, The Man Who Wasn't There. Transylvania Twist, Body Parts, Death Becomes Her, The Landlady, Cruel Intentions 2, Take Me Home Tonight, Hail Caesar, uh, and then we had Jason Logan as Henry, 
seemingly from right here in beautiful London, Ontario. Wow. Uh, Robert R. Ross Jr. as Chet. Rod Schweitzer as Gordon, who is also in Psycho Cop Returns. Eric Champanella as Bubba. He is a writer who wrote uh, Eddie, which is a Whoopi Goldberg movie. Oh. And Mr. 3000. Deborah Lamb as Betty. She's also very prolific. She was in Stripped to Kill. Robocop. Uh, she was like the, the pizza dough juggling girl uh. in Robocop. Body Parts, All Strippers Must Die. She still acts a lot in like low-budge, no-budge stuff. And then we had Dana Bentley as the newscaster, and she was also in Sorority House Massacre, okay. too. So, yeah, should we get into it? Let's get into it. It begins with... Uh... Uh, doctor speaking to yeah. The opening credits were really weird. Yeah, can we talk about that first? I like the title card. You did. I hated it. it oh, I, it's Hobo Sands, yeah. which my uh, notes have autocorrected to Homo Sands. Ooh. Uh, so that's pretty good. It was very weird and bad to me. But that yeah. Then we get the the British guy talking because it it almost seems at the beginning like it's going for kind of like a rocky horror thing. It's very strange. It, there are definitely a lot of influences throughout the movie that yes, it's like certainly uh, utilizing. We get in this particular set of scenes, we get a lot of talking directly to camera. Yeah, it's like all head on, straight down the camera shots mm-hmm. of uh, this doctor who's British. Of course. That doesn't really matter, I guess. That's how you know he's smart. Talking to us slash uh, Kevin Dornwinkle's mother. Mrs. Dornwinkle. Frau Dornwinkle. Yeah. Uh, and about how bad he is or whatever no he's a confused sweet boy he's a genius child but he's unstable all our tests show that he's an extremely bright child bordering on genius however as you well know he's both mentally and emotionally unstable i strongly feel that any outside emotional stimulus could be what pushes him over the edge you have to be gentle mrs dormwinkle I urge you to give him trust and understanding during this very difficult period. You have a very confused little boy there. However, he's a very, very sweet child, given the trust and understanding he so desperately needs. I will, Doctor. And thank you for everything. And uh, Mr. Kevin is... uh, upstairs in his bedroom yep. spying on this girl poodle as she skirt. undresses. She's got a big poodle skirt on, but she's wearing sexy white lingerie yeah, it's underneath, ba- and she's really feeling herself, literally. It's basically just her undressing forever, and they're trying to do like a Halloween thing, obviously. It went on way too long. Well, I, this movie is just an excuse for tits. Yes. Uh, but this also, yeah, like this sets the tone for the rest of the movie, which is literally just a series of ideas to get women as naked as they possibly can be. Yep. With the exception of one. Um, so then Kevin Dornwinkle's mother comes in and sees that he's peeping on this girl. She calls him a filthy, stinking pervert, and she mm-hmm. like slaps him. She gives him a real dressing down uh, uh, in his little Point Dexter costume. Yes, she calls him a sexually depraved vagrant, and he <laughs> says, "She says all women are evil." D- you ever do any peeping, bud? No. Was this a childhood activity of yours? No. Me neither. Did you know people who did? No. Me neither. What? Yeah, like <laughs> no future rapists? No. Like this movie, I guess it's it's a little post the time, but it is of the like Porky's era of sort of like 
schlocky slapstick it certainly thinks that it is yes type of movies yes so i think that's kind of what they were going for or at least like something that they were inspired by to some degree it was more upsetting for me than anything i guess like it was like i i don't like this yeah i don't want to watch this so she doesn't want him to have anything to do with women. Yep. And she's going to lock him up in this room for a year, basically. And board up and, his windows. And, and he makes her sick. It's very OTT and sinister. And like at the beginning here, I'm like, is this camp? Because it is pretty campy. Oh, it's but very then campy. there is a point later where it crosses a line where I'm like, mm, this is just never mind. Yeah. Um, in the worst way. And then we get a close up on his mother's face as she laughs. Then we cut to 20 years later. Of course. There's a lot of cuts. And in this we film. are at the International Physics Symposium, mm-hmm. which is uh, set up just like a church, which obviously intentional. Yep, the Church of Physics. And we've got Dr. Dornwinkle all grown up, and he's going to tell them all about his mole- molecular reorganization. And this is another thing. Yep. So he's supposed to be like, what? I mean, it's a rough. 30 to 33 i would say because he didn't look that old no he didn't right he really did not so i don't know uh anyway they're all pretty skeptical about his whole deal yes he's going to prove it to them and he's devised a way for a man or woman to become invisible yeah and uh i will say credit where credit's due most of these scientists are women yeah, and she one of them is like, uh, after he says man, and then, uh, woman. Okay, I'll wink at him then. Um, they, he they're also, all, like, scoffing. He also does this thing where he, like, licks his lips like a lizard really quickly, <laughs> which, I mean, good characterization for this particular character, but... Uh, yeah, so, like, he's not, like... It. He is, like, an awkward person yes. for the most part, it would seem. He, so. looks, he looks like Clark Kent. If Clark Kent was locked in a room for a year and was not muscular. He looks like Josh Brolin. Okay. Yeah, to me. Or like Dr. Chilton a lot. Yes, from yeah, Science that makes Lambs. sense. So, Dornwinkle demonstrates on himself. He, like, injects the serum as they all watch expectantly. There's a synth violin. The music gets, like, all frenetic. Uh-huh. And he makes, like, the best about-to-sneeze face that he can possibly mm-hmm. muster. But nothing else happens and then they all laugh at him and they laugh and they laugh they and call they him laugh. a disgrace like and that he's stupid you want to see invisible watch us all leave ah, ha, the only ha. thing invisible about you is your brain ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> wrinkle, you are a disgrace to the scientific community like his mother they're all laughing and then at him. he like jumps over the table and starts attacking this guy and i think he strangles him to death and then he beats two women uh and another of the scientists yeah everyone who's too stupid to run away yeah cut to a news report about it the quadruple how, uh, murders Dornwinkle is going to be committed and in other news some kind of jacket is back yeah Couldn't that really was catch a... what kind even after multiple listens it was very funny yeah that was probably the funniest part of this whole movie oh definitely it did it had moments last month a quadruple murder sent shockwaves to the scientific community when dr kevin dornwinkle went berserk killing in cold blood four of the world's top scientific minds 
Now, in a turn of events almost as shocking as the murders themselves, Dr. Dornwinkle will escape the death penalty due to a psychiatrist's testimony that he is mentally incapable of standing trial. Dr. Dornwinkle will be committed to the state institution for the criminally insane, where he will undergo extensive therapy. And on a lighter note, neighbor jackets are back. So... Cut to six months later, yep. and he's escaping while being chased by dogs, and we get, like, a, a spinning newspaper edition. Oh, he also, there are dogs chasing him, so he picks something up and is like, go fetch, and then the dog runs after it, and he runs away. Yeah, so sorry, spinning the Boneville <laughs> Chronicle. Chronicle. It's detailing his escape. Mm-hmm. What were some of the other headlines there? There was, like, joblessness. It was just all dipped. a bunch of stupid, like, come on, man, you had a prime, off- other than Boneville. <laughs> they could have had so many wacky headlines because I stopped to read them all. Yeah. What a waste. And then we're at a school. It says summer school starts tomorrow. And we have a, like our, our core crew here. Yep. A very limited characterization. So we've got Vicky, who is like the ditzy blonde. Uh, she's like the bombshell, I guess. Bubba, who's like the schlubby goo. Puka shell. At Chet and Bunny, who are like the stock horny couple. Susan, uh, is her name Susan? No, it's Betty. Betty wears glasses. You're asking the wrong person. And Joan has a cool uh, outfit at the end. She's wearing like a Shania Twain music video outfit. Uh, And what is the other girl's name? Was it Susan? Was there Susan? And then uh, Gordon, who is a Tennessee preppy guy. Yes. What's her name, Susan? I don't know. It doesn't really matter. They all die anyway. Spoiler alert. They all die, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> and then in comes the principal yep. to tell them all about the death of their physics teacher who choked to death on a barbecue beef sandwich. They really, they're like, how did he die? He choked to death. What did he choke on? A barbecue beef sandwich. And they <laughs> found a replacement. Yes. And it's, who Who could it be? It's, it's Dr. Dorn Kevin Winkle Smith. under an assumed name because that's how you get hired at high schools and before the internet who knows i guess he's seemingly very meek and he gets right into it yeah he's particularly taken with vicky right off the bat yes uh who he asks what the four principles of physics are and she says dairy Dairy, meats fruits and vegetables vegetables, and and (laughs) pretty funny it's actually uh matter energy motion and force i thought for sure he was going to do matter, energy, space, and time, like mm. from Scientology. Oh, uh, okay. But no. Well, because the first two, matter, energy, space, time, you know, but whatever. I don't know what the four things of Scientology are. It's matter, energy, space, and time. Oh, yeah. okay. But he didn't say that. He said motion and force, which are, mm. I guess makes more sense because those are physics-related things. And he's intense about it. He says physics is like poetry, the poetry of life or whatever he's not very confident he's like trying to be as like like i said meek i guess as possible yeah here. unassuming maybe because at this point he is just trying to sort of like live his life yeah continue his experimentation in his hovel um so all the girls are cheerleaders yes apparently coincidentally summer school Funny. cheerleaders That's... summer school cheerleaders um and a, and a, and Kevin is like enthralled watching them practice. The way that he's, he's so horny, peeking around this door like yeah. a freak. Also funny. Uh, we see them all doing their like kicks and whatnot and slow mo. We get upskirts and bosoms 
jiggling bosom. The guys are also all watching and discussing how to woo a 90s chick, which Bubba is oblivious to. Because they're intelligent. Chet and Bunny start making out. He just wants to do it right there in front of everyone. Literally anywhere. But she doesn't want to get expelled. So then they talk about Kevin and how much they don't like him and they think he's an embarrassing dweeb. So Chet wants to drive him nuts by doing all these hilarious pranks to him. He's going to rally the men and he tells bunny to rally the women okay let's do it and then it's shower time for the cheerleaders and they well first we run into henry the custodian who is mute yes chet is a real asshole to him they're all assholes to him this whole movie all that he tries to do is warn them that they're in danger but because he can't speak they just treat him like an idiot yeah and so in the locker room they crank some tunes actually you know what Cruel that nobody taught Janet or Henry sign language. Yes. Even a rudimentary way to communicate. <laughs> Terrible. And Chet is also taking this opportunity to peep on the girls through this like air grate yeah, that which, leads right from the gym into the locker room. You know, uh, those typical gymnasiums that have a shower with a giant gaping hole directly beside it to warp <laughs> that wood. At least in Porky's, I think they have to put a hole in the wall. They do. Um yeah, so he curves out to them for a little bit before he, like, clicks his heels together and Ugh. jogs away. And as soon as he's gone, Kevin goes and looks through the vent yep. at the girls. Uh, but he gets caught by the principal and immediately is, like, recoils when she touches him. And, and he's like, oh, I just um, dropped, I dropped I, some change. I did love this. Oh, I've dropped change many times. Those blasted coins. Funny. I dropped some change out of my pocket. I was looking for it. Oh. I've dropped change many times. It's funny how those blasted coins roll everywhere. So she tells him that April, oh, April, that's the other girl. April's parents want Mm -hmm. uh, him to give her extra tutoring, which is very ominous. Oh my gosh. So she gives him April's address and phone number. And that night he records his little log about how the students don't like him despite trying so hard. And he has to be thankful for the opportunities he's being given. Yes. And he has to also try and isolate the isotope that caused his initial failure with his experiment. Because he's doing bedroom science. So they do a really pointless two-second shot of class letting out. And then they cut back to him doing experiments with various beakers and colored liquids. Yep. As that's science, as we've learned from these movies. Uh So. And he's like, of course. It's HS3. Yeah, he's isolated it now. Yes. Oh, oh, and you can clearly see the dry ice in the beakers. Yeah, because all of the beakers, while they're boiling and frothing, are not Not on any any sort of source of heat whatsoever. So he fills his little syringe, and it's time to experiment. And he's very jazzed about it. Mm -hmm. This time he tries it on the rabbit first, and it still doesn't work. So he keeps teaching and experimenting while giving us a voiceover about it. He's so positive it's going to be successful. And then it's seven days later, uh, then like after the initial bunny injection. Yep. But this time, the rabbit turns invisible in a shock of blue energy. Yes, because he added the Beryliox fusion of matter <laughs> and space. He is so excited. He like takes the invisible rabbit and gets to pet, pet him, it. Get some good unquote. invisible rabbit petting. And he's like, I've done it my way. Me, I've done it. Yeah, it's making him even bolder in his maniacness. He's like cackling wildly and yelling. They all laughed at me, but who's laughing now? And then he says to his tape recorder, "I must inject myself immediately." 
he narrates how he feels the change is happening, and then shablam, he's invisible in a flash. Whoa. He's so stoked. Even his clothes are invisible. And then the rabbit reappears, and I guess it's like a 10-minute window he has. Very convenient. So then he goes to sleep, and he has erotic dreams about the girls as they walk in on a line and slow-mo lingerie and bathe in various locations and beckon him in they're, various ways. They're like... I don't know, it was so weird. Air raid sirens were going off and barking dogs as well. So it was like very nightmare calamity. It's like a, it's almost like a Victoria's Secret commercial. You know what it reminded me of? The Cell. A little bit. There's when Jennifer Lopez first enters his mind, there's the like ladies who are tied up like in lingerie doing mechanical actions. And that's sort of what this reminded me of. With like the... The weird blue eyes? Like, yeah, and medical stuff all over them. Okay. But, yeah. like, because they're all like, oh, I'm walking past you. But then there's all this crazy dogs killing each other and stuff. Oh, there's a movie we watched recently. Or I did. Yeah, The Cell. Yeah. Was it every bit as good as you remember? I didn't like it just as much as I never liked it a single Excellent. time that I've seen it. Um, yeah. So, at, like, in this fantasy of his, things, like, take a turn oh my god and he says this is an effect of the serum and but he has an urge to inject it again yes and then he remembers his private tutoring request uh-huh. and how he has her address and phone number so here we go let's get he going to her house. himself again and goes to april's house and to sniff her underwear and sexually assault and her. like move shit around in her room so you know that he's there he's just knocking stuff over and then at school the next day, presumably, Vicky comes early to flirt with him in yes. hopes of improving her grade and getting an A so she yep. can pass. Forget the physics and get physical. But also, I'm doing this because I want to. She, she gropes says. him. He ropes her. Yep. I think, okay, I'm always biased because I always like these characters. I think she did a really good job in this. In terms of acting? Yeah. Yes, and she did. Like, she's the only one, the only character that has any sort of, like, characterization because Complexity. she knows that her sexuality gives her power over men. Yes. In a way that the other women, girls, it's unclear because they, it is summer class, so I think the implication is that they're 18. Yes. Um, I fucking hope so. But, yeah. I mean, it was 1990, so who yeah. knows? But... And I mean, it's sad because I read that Savannah uh, was very embarrassed at the like premiere. Oh no! Because she didn't, she couldn't tell if people were laughing at her or oh, laughing no. with her character. Oh, that's so. I guess terrible. she was like very uh, self conscious about it. But they're saved by the bell, and everyone comes pouring in. Yeah, uh, Gordon does a big burp, yep. which Kevin says is gross, uh, and Kevin's confidence has really picked up. So they have a, a, their tests, counting the clock down until they all do this hilarious big prank they've all planned. The prank, it's the funniest prank I've ever heard I, in my but entire life. never has there been a funnier prank. Usually pranks are like, tack on the chair. Uh, oh, one second, dog. <laughs> tack on the chair. Uh, whoopee cushion on the chair. Uh, calling in threats to a children's hospital. You know, those sorts of classic pranks. Yeah, swatting, uh-huh. whatever. Those sort of more harmless hilarious but ones. these kids they drop their textbooks on the ground all at the same time and scare their teacher they do they, they think it is so funny because it is and he has flashbacks to all the scientists laughing at him and yep. he has a, a freak out and now he's pissed off 
and everybody fails. Oh, what? Come on, man. So Chet, at this point, gets called to the principal's office. So he goes to talk to the principal, and she says that he's failing English, and his football scholarship is void if she wants it to be. And what she wants right now to do is sexually harass him. She wants to be made to feel like a woman. And he's like, sure, lady, I'll motorboat you right now. Yeah, That's so what women like, right? They get to business. Cheerleading practice wraps up again, and they all make fun of Kevin again. And they're in the showers. And Vicky tells them all about how she came on to Kevin and how she was joking, and her plan is to do the same thing every morning, but not actually do anything about it. Right before the bell to, like, trick people into thinking, or to trick him into thinking, ooh, she wants me. But... She knows it's going to get cut off when everyone else comes in. So uh, in the uh, locker room, we see trash moving around. What could that mean on its own accord? Yeah, so he has overheard everything that they have just said. Um, and like their underwear moves around. Ugh. And then they all get in the shower. And it's a type of showering we talk about very often on yep. the pod where it's like washing a car. Which is like hypersexualized showering. It's a lot of shots of their butts and thighs. Extremely male gazy. Yep. Which, again, of the time, but would be uh, remiss not to point it out. And uh, he pinches one of them. Yes, he does. Uh, Betty. Yes. His glasses. So uh, they all wrap up, except for Vicky, who stays in the shower. Because she missed her shoulders. <laughs> And Chet catches Henry looking through the grate, but he's trying to tell him about Kevin because he obviously saw the Yep, like, all the shit moving around. Yeah. So we get like more narration yep. from the opening guy talking about how Kevin is going to kill women and have devious sexual behavior. And in fact, he's going to hurt women in the most disgusting and vile way. Uh, well, he has visions of like the bunny and Vicky and his mom. Yep. So that's interesting. It's wonderful. And then he like wakes up and sucks his thumb. Wonderful. Perfect. Excellent. No the, notes. The next day, Gordon and Chet piss beside each other and they talk about their prank of the day. How great it was. Uh, but Kevin is still in the stall listening. And then elsewhere in another also, really weird sorry, throwaway. They're pissing forever. They are. Forever. <laughs> so crazy. Bunny and Vicky talk about how Bunny can get Chet to marry her. Vicky, how am I going to get Chet to marry me? Bunny, you have to give in to the poor guy once in a while. I know, but he's such an exhibitionist. I mean, he wants to do it in the strangest places. Well, Gordon and I did it in the girls' locker room. And we did it in Henry's broom closet. You're so disgusting. <laughs> if you want Chet to marry you, Bunny, that's what you're going to to do. Do you really think so? I think so. Alright. Let's get out of here. Bye. And that's the scene. Yep. That's it. Uh, product placement, though, that was probably the reason. Ooh. I think it was Pepsi. Um, and then in class, the principal summons Kevin to yes. her office this time, where she's going to seduce him. Do you have a wife, a girlfriend? Uh, and then the whole time she's like facing out the window or yes. like the wall. 
And then she turns her chair around and she's in full lingerie. <gasps> she finds oh him God. extremely attractive. And he's like slack jawed the whole time. Yeah. He tries to leave, but then she tries to blackmail him because she found his syringe. And she's like, you're doing drugs, basically. She's going to call the police immediately, and he's a fool. So he touches her face and says, ever since grade Grade school, school. he's wanted to do this to a principal. And he starts kissing her before he grabs a letter opener. And he kills kills her. her. Off screen. Yes. He's definitely shaken up by it. He's dazed. Uh, But then he gets the old water bucket trick when he gets back into the classroom Ooh, snaps and this is like it for him this he is what this is what drives all him of cuckoo. the doors what does he say he who laughs last laughs best something stupid like that he just has chains and locks on hand to do this betty and bubba start making out in the cap when dornwinkle comes invisibly yes and grabs his hand and forces a subway sandwich down his throat an entire sandwich and the prosthetic that they use on him it's like a frog yeah but it's like a completely different color than his skin yeah none of these were supposed to like ever be seen in in the quality that we could see that's very true uh, and Betty just like stands there screaming, which is something everyone does in this movie. Yeah. Um, before her shirt gets ripped open. Oh of course. boy. And man, this is his signature fucking move. Yeah. He chases her, calling her a tramp. So yeah, at, th- at this point, it's like a, lo- a lot of sexual stuff. Yeah. Um, so she gets wrinkled with, with the, the hose. emergency hose. Ugh. And he says, nobody likes a goody goody. And what? I guess because she wears glasses. I don't know. It's just, you made this point yesterday. All of the assaults and everything that are done in this movie, particularly when he's ripping women's dresses open and stuff, are not for his benefit. They're They're for for ours. ours. We are supposed to be like, woo, 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 thumping my... Let me see them ta-tas. And And I don't appreciate that. It was disgusting. I don't like like, being put in that. And the other thing is, because the women are having to pretend that they are being attacked because there's not actually an invisible actor they're attacking them they like go all out and they are screaming for their lives yeah so like uh, very tough to listen to after betty dies we go to like the bathroom where there's april and joan talking about breast augmentation and how uh betty's cousin is a fag yep and what? yeah, Joan's outfit is great here. It's a very Shania Twain. It's very Atlanta Miles. Yep. Um, she looks very cool. Anyway, the two girls find Betty's body and they start running away. They run right to Dornwinkle and tell him. Of course. So he tells them to stay there and he'll be right back. April's like, we should just leave. But Joan thinks they should stay. And then invisible Dornwinkle creeps back in. Yeah. When they're not looking. They try and leave, but the door's locked. And he, like, uh, throws a globe at them. Oh, no. And then he's pelting them with books books. and cackling. (sighs) Like, this was the part where I was like, okay, we've passed the camp into a place that I don't like. It's mean and cruel. Um, Again, it's because the actors are, like, really giving it, you know? Yeah. So 
They're really selling, like, she's selling the fact that she has been assaulted by a bunch of shit thrown at her, and she's being held against the door by her hands and has having her shirt ripped open. Yeah, he goes after Joan first, and honestly, yeah, she's, like, screaming for help the whole time as he drags her across the chalkboard uh, for a very, like, extended amount of time before drowning her. In the fish tank. And then he, like, grabs April and strangles her to death. And Gordon and Vicky finish up what I assume is tennis, and Vicky goes yep. to take another shower. Another shower. These girls love their hygiene. Very important for a teen girl, I guess. Of the time, yeah. They're uh, women of the 90s. Yeah, true. All. Gordon dutifully waits in the gym. Yep. And in the locker room, Vicky hears a noise. Uh oh. And then Kevin, she's like showering. Yep. And uh, Kevin grabs the radio and he. Uh, he throws it into the showers, and then Vicky dies. In a huge electrocution. Again, very long. Yep. Um, Gordon, I, but it was good, too. I do want to say the actors playing uh, the students, for the most part, do it. a really good job as victims in a pseudo-slasher movie, you know? So it just, like, sucks that that sort of stuff wasn't being utilized in a movie that maybe was better yes you know i would yes. have loved to see any one of them in another slasher movie of any sort of like kind with a better with an actual plot yeah just like a more straightforward slasher i guess but it was 1990s so they were like totally on their way hardcore out until scream anyway yes. for the next yep. like six years so what goes on next? Uh, he hears her screaming. Yes. He runs inside. And he finds her body in a locker. And he's like, oh my god! And then it's a chase with uh, Gordon getting beaten up along the way. Yep. I feel like male chase scenes are much less common, so this was a nice change. Yep. Um, and we get him of goofy air fighting. Again, pretending to fight and puffs of dust. Did actor doing a good job. And there's like a... Having to fight nothing. Music about being invisibles happening at the same time. And uh, Gordon gets up onto the uh, roof. Why? And it's punch, punch, punch. And then he gets punched off the roof and into a car, which was very good, I thought. And he gets splattered. Ouch. Uh, Chet and Bunny then sneak into the principal's office for some fucking and... It's a long scene. Yes, too long. They finish up. Are you sure we should be doing this? It's so risky in the principal's office. And her dead body's there the yep. whole time while they're doing Behind it. Behind the desk. So yeah, they finish up and she asks Chet when he's going to marry her. They're like head-to-head, sort of uh, virgin suicide style. Yeah, where it's like, yeah, I don't even know how I would describe that. Their heads are beside each other, but their feet are like opposite. Yeah. She's looking up, he's looking down, or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> it's a uh, kind of a 69. Yeah. Uh, he wants to take it nice and easy, though, which is honestly, it's a very reasonable conversation. Yes, because he's like, my parents got divorced. Yeah, hey, we're like teenagers, so... We're having a good time now. Whatever. They leave. Henry comes into the office. He finds the body of the principal, yep. and he tries to call 911. But he can't talk. But I mean, yeah. So he starts, he starts running through the hall, yelling. Yep. Bunny goes into the locker room to grab her coat and yep. she finds Vicky's body. Ah. Chuck comes in and he thinks Henry did it like instantaneously. He's gone nuts. So when Henry runs into the gym, Chet starts beating him up until Kevin comes and stops him. 
and he like pins Bunny down. Yep. And he's like, "What? What's? There's nothing on top yeah, of you." Yeah, she's like, "What are you talking about? Whole time. Come on!" Uh, like we actively know that he can feel him. Yes. Like it doesn't make yeah. him non-corporeal. Like try do something. So then he gets punched. Yeah, Chet and Kevin start fighting. Chet's able to like get his nose. Mm-hmm. So the blood kind of gives his position away, yep. and they start tussling. Then Kevin becomes visible again. Oh no! And for some reason, Chet stops so stupid but he's out of serum now so the two guys keep fighting while bunny sits there doing nothing nothing until uh, kevin stomps her to death holy shit he did this does a bunny hop surprise the shit out of me i, know. I gasped he runs and jumps and jumps on top of her head and explodes her. in a shower of guts and again missed opportunity to have bunny lab bunny to be the final girl yep uh, it really I would have been is. fine with that. I think I, as always, would have preferred Vicky, but you know, I don't know. Just Bunny this, was fine. This murder, especially, was just like so casual. Yeah, uh, but she, I mean, she like does nothing the whole time until she dies. So, yep. So he goes home, Mister Kevin, and he makes some recordings again about how it's time to move on because the serum brings out the best in him, and he needs to seek out more nubile young students. And he starts laughing, cackling. Yep. Uh, screaming maniacally again. And uh, then Chet shows up with a shotgun and they exchange some one-liners. Still alive. For some reason, instead of killing him, Chet right away. Like, fucks around long enough oh, for yeah. Dorwinkle to inject himself again and become invisible. And it's really stupid. So Chet gets thrown around, but then also injects himself with the serum. Die, you invisible so jerk. So this was funny that the climax is literally nothing. Yeah, nothing's happening. The rabbit cage gets thrown out the window. Invisible. Shit gets thrown out the window. Uh, then there's a gun blast, and there's guts everywhere. Yep, uh, and it's it's Dornwinkle. What got the gun? Because he blows Chet's head off. But the cops come, and they think this is Dornwinkle. Oh they, no! Why would someone do this? And then they find the syringe, so they assume it's drugs. It's drugs, uh, and, and they look they at leave. each other and they nod. They're like, "Yup, drugs." And uh, Dornwinkle rematerializes, and he cackles some more. So loud. Before taking the syringe and leaving. And then we close on a news report about Dornwinkle's suicide. Yep. Uh, She's wearing the exact same same thing. Uh, And the whole story that we've seen, and then her shirt gets ripped off, which you can tell is going to happen, because number one, it was enormous, and number two, the buttons were not done up correctly. The end. The end. One of my least favorites. Can't wait done. to forget about this. Uh, it just was not fun. It was no. mean. It was mean it was in mean a way. Few of these low budget movies we watch ever are like this. In- intentionally, sustainedly mean. Certainly not the target audience at all. Uh, would I recommend this movie? If you are a slasher completionist, yeah, I would consider this to be a slasher. Uh, I think this might have been the same school as uh, Cutting Class as well. Mm. And maybe, ooh, what's that other one? Just because the like hallways looked very similar with like the red. But anyway. If you're a 13-year-old boy in 1991 and you've got shitty politics, maybe this will <laughs> appeal to you. So, Six Degrees of Jamie Lee for this. Pretty easy. Uh, Clement von Frankenstein is in Death Becomes Her with Mary Ellen Trainer, uh, who we've talked about many times mm-hmm. on the pod, with uh, who's in Freaky Friday with Jamie Lee Curtis. 
Bum, bum, yeah. Hey, thanks for listening no, to this episode. I was episode. kind of surprised to learn, because uh, when I, it was first The Death Becomes Her, that uh, Bruce Willis and Jamie Lee Curtis had never done anything together. Oh, huh. But I, I, if you Google it, apparently people think that Jamie Lee Curtis looks like Bruce Willis in drag, which, gotta say, don't agree with no, that. No, I mean, maybe a sister of Bruce Willis or a cousin. I don't know. Maybe? That's weird. Uh, yeah. This weird. is a short episode. We're at like 40 minutes. Sorry, everyone. Oh, that's okay. We are a little sick, so I'm sorry. Uh, Plus, it, it's a, I, we weren't expecting not to like this movie. I, I thought, honestly, it, would I thought it would be at least like dumb enough that I'd be like, oh, this is fun. And it was not fun. Uh, it was not. It wasn't no. fun. I do, after watching it, believe that I have seen it once before, but... I think I was probably only half watching it. It really... Because I did remember the, like, classroom scene. This is, like, the exact sort of movie that Funny Games was about commenting on. This is the type of movie that critics of the genre are talking about when they say that it is misogynistic. And worthless. worthless. It has no value. So... If you want an yeah. example of that, there you go. Served uh, up on a plate for you. There, like, there were some funny parts. It's not entirely a useless watch, I guess I would say. Yeah. So, social media. I haven't updated our Instagram in way too long. I'm now three posters behind. That's okay. Uh, don't don't yeah, push yourself. Def, definitely first blood on Instagram. You can email us definitely first blood at gmail.com. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for Honestly, listening. I know we've been like inconsistent inconsistent due to life the past year we're sort of like on and off yeah we both do want to do it like more often it's just like life gets in the way life finds a way to get in the way yeah okay goodbye goodbye and you know what but if there isn't a more easter statement i don't know what that's there true do 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 take that jesus Okay, bye. Jesus Jurassic Park. Goodbye. Jesus Jurassic Park. That's so good. Goodbye. Write it, write it. It's like Velocipaster.